Welcome to the Treasury of Solomon, where we go verse by verse for the book of Proverbs to find the wisdom that God has for us. Today's verse is Proverbs 1 and 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the first phrase that we find in this verse. What exactly does this mean, though? Does this mean that we should be afraid of Him, or terrified of Him, or dread being around Him or speaking to Him? That's not what it means at all. It's not referring to that type of fear. The type of fear that we're referring to here has to do with reverence, respect, adoration, and awe. These are things that are due to God. They're owed to Him by us. We have no right under any circumstances to not do them. Understanding that, that that's the basis of our main fundamental calling as His people, is critical to properly understanding this. Why do we fear the Lord? What is it specifically about Him that calls for the response of reverence, respect, and awe? If we think of what calls for these things in the natural, we'll find our answer, but only more so. In the natural, we respect and have awe for someone that we deem to have a good character and someone who has done great things in their life. We respect them for who they are as a person and how they live their life. It's the same when it comes to the Lord. We respect and reverence Him. We come before Him in adoration and awe because of His character, His attributes, His qualities that make Him who He is as God. We also come before Him with these things because of what He's done, all His great acts, all the incredible things that He's done in our lives. If we're His people, we must fear the Lord. There's no excuse not to. What this boils down to at the fundamental level is we respect the Lord because of what we've seen in Him and what we've experienced in our walk with Him. The two main elements are observation and experience, which is important because those are the two main ways in which we acquire knowledge. Knowledge comes from what we observe in the world around us and in the lives of those around us. Experience is what we go through in our daily lives. We acquire knowledge through observation by seeing mistakes and not having to make the same ones ourselves. We're able to profit from their experience without having to pay the same price that it costs them. We acquire it through experience by making our own mistakes and learning our lessons the hard way, firsthand. Both of these, observation and experience, can both be personal or vicarious. We can learn from the experiences and observations of others, as well as from our own. In this way, our knowledge grows exponentially more than if we were just left on our own. This is why it's important to read and study, and also to listen to others. We need to use our discernment. Not all that we observe or experience will be directly for our benefit, but there is a lesson to be found in everything that we see and go through, even if that lesson is why not to do something, or how not, or when not to do it. There's wisdom and knowledge to be had all around us, at every moment of every day, if we'll just open up our eyes and ears, both in the spiritual and the natural, and look around ourselves. Having a personal relationship with the God who is truth personified and knowing His Word is what informs our understanding of knowledge and the processing of it. We discern and filter information we receive through a biblical lens, which is how we inform our worldview, which then influences our conduct and speech, permeating every area and level of our lives. It all starts with God, which is why the fear of Him is the beginning of knowledge. Beginning is an important phrase as well. What exactly do we mean by beginning? In the Hebrew, the word means beginning, chiefest, first fruits, principal thing. It's knowing God personally for ourselves and knowing His word for ourselves that opens us up to properly understand and comprehend the knowledge that we receive from the world around us. 
It's our connection to Him that forms how we see the world, and when we then get that knowledge, we see and perceive that information in the same way. It becomes illuminated by the light of the world, and the darkness that it was shrouded in by the world flees away. The Word is a light source. As Psalm 119 tells us, it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Without light, the sense of sight would mean nothing and perception would be rendered ineffective because in darkness, the faculty of distinction and discernment is rendered almost impossible to operate. This is why the fear of the Lord must be the beginning of knowledge. We know that Solomon told us, wisdom is the principal thing. Here we find the same phrase in the definition, principal thing. It's when we filter our knowledge through God and His infinite wisdom that we open ourselves up to receive wisdom so that we can then rightly apply that knowledge in a way that honors and glorifies God. Now that the light's on, now that our spiritual eyes and ears have been opened, we can see and perceive again, and knowledge that was once hidden away in the darkness and ignorance of the carnal world is now clear for us to see and for us to learn and enjoy. The last thing that we need to look at is the second half of the verse. It said, But fools despise wisdom and instruction. The first thing we have to ask ourselves is who are the fools? Ellicott's Bible commentary makes the point that this word in the Hebrew implies that fools are self-willed, headstrong persons who will listen to no advice. It also has to do with being perverse in the Hebrew. This shows that this has to do with more than just the intellectual. There's a moral side to this too. Fools want to go their own way, accomplish their own will do as their heart pleases, and don't want anyone to tell them any different. They don't care about properly applying knowledge, and they don't care about correcting themselves and listening to wiser men. They just care about themselves. The other important word here is despise. What does it actually mean to despise wisdom and instruction? It carries the implication in the Hebrew of disrespect, which is intriguing because of what we saw earlier for the phrase fear. Fearing the Lord implied having respect for him, Whereas when we despise wisdom instruction, especially the wisdom and instruction of God, we disrespect Him, we shun His gifts, we refuse His goodness and compassion, and we reject His teaching and guidance. Disrespecting the Lord is one thing that we never, under any circumstance, had the right to do. Proverbs 1 and 25 tells us, But ye have said and not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. This is the mindset of the fool, and because of that, He not only disrespects the Lord, he also harns his heart. He stays trapped in his foolishness, trapped in a self-ensconced web of lies and deceptions, and worst of all, trapped in the darkness and ignorance of the world, being blinded by the enemy. The best thing about the Proverbs is that they teach us that fools don't have to stay fools. They have a chance, if they make the choice, to ask for wisdom from God. And when they ask in faith, they're promised that they will receive. Let's close in prayer. Lord, today we thank you that it's not your will for your people to be fools, but we thank you that you've given us the Proverbs to take away our foolishness so that we never have to be foolish again, but that we could be wise and well-learned in all of your knowledge. Lord, today we thank you that you've opened up your treasuries of your wisdom and that you bestow so graciously and so liberally upon us. Lord, today we come before you to tell you that we respect and reverence you. We come before you in a spirit of awe and adoration. Lord, we worship you. And Lord, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you've given us, all that you're doing right now, and all the great, incredible things that you're going to do for your people. 
We thank you that you've opened up the treasuries of your wisdom, the treasuries of your instruction. And Lord, we thank you that you're opening up our spiritual eyes and ears so that we'll be able to perceive and discern all the knowledge, all the understanding, all the wisdom that's all around us each and every day. Lord, we thank you that you're making us wiser with each and every passing day and that that wisdom will not only benefit ourselves, but will also benefit all those people around us. Lord, we thank you that the fools don't have to be fools anymore. And we proclaim today a day of wisdom. Lord, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. Remember before you leave to hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and remember to like and comment below. The wisest thing we can ever do is give our lives to Christ and be born again. If you want to have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is invite him into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You trust him that you're forgiven, and you choose to live for him who died for you. We'll see you next time as we continue to explore the treasury of Solomon and study the king's word together.